DS, Dia de la Madre, could be. Happy Mother's Day. Some of you are getting great credit just for being in the room, and to you, we say congratulations. And uh, I think I've only offended a couple of you, so that's good. I have learned in life that I've reached an elderly age where I've got to stop saying, thank you, ma'am, and thank you, sir. Ask me why. Because my context clues have not kept up with the times. I uh, uh, won too many times this week. I uh, said, thank you, ma'am. Thank you, sir. Turned out not to be the case. They were gracious with me. But I've reached now old man status where I can't tell under the age of 50 anything about anybody. So it's a, it's a shock to my system, but I'm embracing reality. And on that note, let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for being in this place. Lord knows we need it. There are people in this place who are very convinced you don't exist. So, Lord, for them, we say over to you. You created them. May you speak their language this morning. May they have the same experience the rest of us have had that we're not sure what to do with it. But we've learned we cannot deny your existence. As we get to baby dedication this morning, would you remind us that in part what a baby says is you're, you're not giving up on us yet. And we still have a part to play. Give us grace to be your child in this crazy world. And it's in the name of Jesus that we pray. And everybody said, amen. All right, let's bring up the babies. We're doing baby dedication for Mother's Day because uh, that's pretty good. I got, uh, got some Bibles here. So we're going to start. Let's bring both of you up. Uh, we got Jocelyn and Lucas. So, so Joelle. Joelle's got the kids. Look at this. Man. All right. You guys know each other. Let's bring you both up. Where's Jocelyn? James was just up here. It's. Oh, I see. James was just up here, and now we're sending him to work as a dad. Right? Exactly. You know what? Um, third baby for both. So let's just celebrate the kid's not home by itself. All right. All right, Joel, let's start with you since you had the decency to bring your baby. <laughs> All right, and Brianna. So uh, we used to, years ago, we used to be in Midtown, and there were quite a few college kids, you would, you would say, and Brianna was one of those. And one morning she comes in and says, I'm, I'm graduating, and I'm moving to Atlanta. And I said, oh, I'm sorry you couldn't get hired anywhere good. And she said, no, I want to, Joel's there, so I'm, you know, I'm going for the boy. And, uh, and luckily, we got, we got to bring him back. So well done. They're both engineers, so the fact that Joel is that charming is absolutely stunning to me. Yeah, but he is. Talk to him after. You'll find he is great. And looking good. Um, my wife let me get away with the sandals, but now I regret that choice. I didn't know they were going to be so stylish. Yeah, I'm not wearing Crocs, so we'll focus on that. Okay, so here's the thing with baby dedication. Jocelyn, welcome. Come on up. Come on up, James. Kylie. So uh, the rest of the kids are in the kids' program, and uh, Joelle's doing a great job in there, and we appreciate all of that. How are you? Yeah, it's good to see you. She has two brothers, so, man, is she scarred. Just hanging in there. That is good. And a dog. So, what? You, oh. Thought maybe we'd lost Joel already. If you don't focus, got to keep the sermon shorter or else Joel wanders off. It's a really tight one, though. 
The thing about baby dedication is we're not um, saying the kid's earning their, right into, their, their, their way into heaven right now. What we're saying is life is based on relationship, and we're all in this together. Should we choose to be in it together? The uh, loneliness pandemic is real. We need each other. Jesus was asked. They're trying to trick him. What's the whole Bible boiled down to? A lot of rules in there. And Jesus said, love God and love others. Well, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. We can do that. It's difficult to love others because, whew, people are a challenge. But that's where our meaning comes from. One of my crusty friends, grew up in New York, one of my crusty friends is in Alaska for his big job this summer. That's where they've sent him. And it was his birthday yesterday. And he said, you know my favorite birthday present? There was a guy that he was working with. My friend's in charge. This guy's down below. And this guy was struggling. And my friend had a conversation with him and just through his own life experience was able to be helpful. And my friend, who's pretty crusty, said, that was the best birthday present I think I've ever had. The fact that he could just connect with a fellow human. Now Lucas wants to move this along. But that's why we're here. That's why we're doing baby dedication. So if you grew up in the more Catholic tradition, you baptize the baby and then confirm when you're a teenager. In the, in the Protestant church, we dedicate when they're babies. They get baptized when you're older. It's all the same. I'm just going to say that out loud. The idea is that as a church and a family, we say we're going to raise this child to become who God created them to be. And then at some point, it's the kid's choice. They can do it or not. So on that note, I'm going to ask the parents this. Do you commit in the presence of God and the church family, to do your best to give Jocelyn and Lucas the values and teachings that will lead each one to a personal relationship with Jesus, to pray for them every day, to trust God with their care, and to offer them to God for his service and ministry? If so, answer, we do. Now, church, this is the important part. I'm going to ask you to commit to help the parents. Do you, friends and family, as a church, promise to commit your time, resources, and prayer to help these parents raise their children in such a way that they will come to a personal relationship with Jesus and grow to, to, grow to desire to serve God? If so, answer, we do. All right, now here's the fun part. You ready for this? We're going to sing, Jesus Loves Me, without accompaniment. You ready? So the rest of us are counting on about seven of you to carry this, or this could be a train wreck. <laughs> All right? So we're going to do Jesus Loves Me, but some of you have to sing it loud. I'm going to turn off the microphone in three, two, one. Well done. That was good. All right, let's get uh, prayed up. The reason why we know that song is because generations ahead of us committed to do what we just said we wanted to do. Pray with me one more time. Heavenly Father, seeing each one of these miracles of life, we cannot help but be amazed by your ability to create. We know you have plans for us. May we embrace, may Jocelyn and Lucas embrace the life you have for them. We thank you for the parents. Bless them with patience. Bless them with persistence. And Lord, in this moment, as we become parents, may we grasp what it means to have the love of the Father directed to us. 
we can't imagine until we have the kids what multiplying love feels like. Lord, thanks for making us part of the family. It's in the name of Jesus we pray. And everybody said, amen. All right, now we have Bibles. We're gonna... did, you see, did you see at one point that Jocelyn couldn't even look at Lucas? He was crying over there. She was just embarrassed for him. All right, the Jesus Storybook Bible. This is great. They put the names on, so I didn't give it to the wrong one. Well done, Lucas. That was incredible. Nice job. Veteran parents. Man, that was smooth. All right, thank you, guys. Can we have a round of applause? That was great. Thank you. Mother's Day. Now, uh, we have Bunt Cake. Between now and Bunt Cake, what can we talk about? I, uh, Gary's not here today, which is good, but my, my goal is to, for those of you that are new, there's a guy that sits in the back, and my goal is to get the sermon done before he does this. <laughs> a lot of weeks I don't make it, but I think this week I could have made it, but he's up in Phoenix with the family for Mother's Day, and so that's, that's good. I don't know about you, but I'm pretty cocky about Mother's Day today. First of all, my mom's passed away, and I was a terrific son. Except for the one time they went, and I was in my 20s, they went to Florida to see family. They said, just stop by a couple times and water the plants. Forgot about it completely. Except for the time I destroyed all of her plants, I was as good a son as you're going to hope for. I, I can say boldly because the rest of my siblings aren't here. My mother-in-law, now that she's old and having memory issues, loves me. <laughs> Unlike when she had clarity of mind. So I've got an alarm set for 2.30. I'm going to call her. Have a great time. Talked with her yesterday. Now we just call and chat now that she doesn't remember who I am. And our kids, we have seven-year-old, I know, looking at me, but New Yorkers, what are you going to do? Seven, 10, and 14. And those kids are now old enough that they nailed Mother's Day all on their own. We'll do that this afternoon. It cost me an Apple Pencil and a wildly expensive candle, but... These are details. These are details. The kids get it wrapped up, and they get full, full credit. And the sweet cards from the kids. And, you know, uh, I just want to show you a dad fail that I haven't been willing to admit to for quite a while, four years. I've learned don't do this. I thought it would be fun if we sat our sweet little kids down and, and asked them questions about mommy. Mommy didn't think so. This was four years ago. What is your name? Kate. How old are you? What is something Mommy always says to you? Hurry up, get in the car. What is your name? Kate. So How old are you? We don't do technology anymore. For Mother's Day, we're just going to keep it live. They can all sink or swim on their own. I put a lot of work into that video. I was pretty proud of that video. Mommy's tears, I assumed were good tears. <laughs> they were not. I've tried to redeem it over the years. Didn't, not anymore. So some of you, for Mother's Day, it's not happy for a couple of reasons. I had a great mom. She's passed away, but man, nailed it. It was good. One of my brothers called me, said, hey, it's time to come back. You got to work on your goodbyes for mom. One time we were going back to D.C. You know, we live a long way from Washington, D.C. And we were going back to see my mom. That's where she lived at the time. And we had our little baby with us. And we're jetting back. And I said, mom, come join us. We're going to, you know, see the sights. We're just going to be tourists while we're there. So 
so my brother calls me and said, do you know that I don't know where our mom is? And I said, well, she's at your house. She lives in your little mother-in-law suite. And he said, yep, she used to. And I said, are you telling me we've lost mom? And he said, no, I'm telling you that you've told an old lady with memory issues to go for a walk every day to get in shape. And now we don't know where she is on a regular basis. She just launches out and one of the neighbors will bring her back. But you know what? She was great. We went to D.C., spent day after day, rode the train down, wandered around. She was in great shape. So I got to say goodbye to my mom with a clear conscience. She did. She's a New York mom. Let's have appropriate expectations, right? Can I get an amen? For a New York mom, she's incredible. Some of you didn't get the incredible mom. And the thing about Mother's Day is that brings it up for you. I can just tell you, your mom was doing the best she could with what she had. Completely, perhaps, inadequate for you. But she was trying. I, when we first got here 20 years ago, I went to see this dear old lady, just the sweetest old lady, about this tall, about this tall. And so I go into the living room, and, and uh, you know, I'm a hugger, but I'm trying not to hug her because I'm going to shatter something. She's like 93 years old. If you're not from Tucson, what you don't know is uh, everybody lives to be 93 years old in Tucson. Where I grew up, 66, 67 years old, you were out, lived a good life. Here, if you go to a funeral of a 92-year-old, they talk about the kid dying early. Just a slower pace of life. So she's in her 90s, and her daughter is there in the living room, and we're chatting. And the whole time, she's talking to me about her two sons who had died. So finally, I asked the question, gosh, how old were they? Both of them in their 70s. The thing is, she said, a mom should never go to her child's funeral. Some of you have been there. Mother's Day can be a challenge. For some of us, make the phone call, send the flowers. For some of us, whew, Mother's Day is a little heavy. Harriet Beecher Howe, is that who started it back in the Civil War? You know, Mother's Day didn't start with flowers. That was the Anna Jarvis lady. The, she was mad at the flower industry by the end because it got so commercial. She just wanted to celebrate her own mom. And by the end, the flower people were so excited, they paid for her old folks' home and paid for her funeral, even though she hated those people. Ruined her holiday. But back in the Civil War, when Abe Lincoln was still alive, the one who wrote the Battle Hymn for the Republic, she, she was the one that talked about Mother's Day because she wanted people to stop shooting each other's kids. Moms put too much work into this. We can't send moms to their... Nobody has a soldier. You have a baby who grows up to be a soldier. We can't have mom go into the funeral for that stuff. We've got to knock it off. That's where Mother's Day comes from. So now it's a hallmark holiday, and we appreciate that, but that's not actually where it started. There's a plaque out in the memorial garden right out there. When you go out for the bunt cakes, look out the window. There's a, an orange cross or a cross. Maybe it's brown. There's a cross. Let's just go with that. See, I can't. Thank you, ma'am. Nope, just say thank you and wrap it up. Here's what it says, and it says this for a reason. Remembrance of miscarriage and stillbirth for our babies with finished souls, but babies we have never met. For our babies never to earthly hold, yet forever held by God instead. And then the verse from Paul's letter to the Corinthians, the first one, for in Christ shall all be made alive. This isn't all there is. The thing about death is that's act one. That's the end. 
You can't go on to the next scene until you finish the first scene. But we don't like it. So it's mom, babies, 70-year-old babies. Mother's Day brings up a lot for us. So we're not here to do happy, happy, joy, joy. We're not even doing flowers. You want to know why I don't do flowers anymore? Because mom would get taken out to lunch, and then she'd come out, and her, flower, her flowers were dead in the car. Happy Mother's Day. Here's a dead white flower. So we don't do that anymore. We don't want, here's the thing. If we're going to be followers of Jesus, we have to deal with reality. We, I want you to call your mom. I want you to write your mom. I want you to forgive your mom. I want you to enjoy your mom. I want you to do all of that. I want you to remember what was great about her if she's already gone. And just give her the benefit of the doubt. She was doing the best she could with what she had at the time. But if we're going to deal with that, let's deal with this. If... If we're going to uh, talk about moms, no mother should go to her son's funeral. God in sandals had a mom. This is from John, who was there. John was standing there, standing near the cross. Oh, wait, go back, Derek. You are right, and I'm wrong. This verse, really wrong. This is back from the kids' dedication. I knew you before I formed you in your mother's womb. Before you were born, I set you apart. We can easily do the thing where we feel special because of our, I don't know, everybody gets a trophy culture. But we, we kind of wonder if we earned it. When we look at the world around us. They don't act like we're special. Do you not know I'm special? How many times were you tempted to say that this week? I don't think you appreciate what a wonderful force of nature I am. I was in the airport in Vegas twice this week. Believe me, I had occasion to think that. But I can't get traveler's insurance to call me back, and it's their guy that cracked into my car and totaled it. I can't even get him to call me back. I didn't do anything. I don't feel so special, travelers. We are special not because we feel it or don't feel it. We're special because you have life. We can't just create that. We're working on it. We're pedaling fast in that direction. But we're not there yet. So the one who created life then came and showed up in sandals. I assume with socks. Standing near the cross were Jesus' mother and his mother's sister and another Mary. I grew up with the name Ted. There aren't many Teds. But some of you grew up in the 80s with the name Jennifer. You had five in every class. Kind of how I go with Mary. And Mary Magdalene. There's only five people listed and three are Mary. When Jesus saw his mother standing there beside the disciple he loved. I want you to just remember this. He's on a cross. They're at the foot of the cross. It's not that he's towering over them. He's close enough for people to spit on. Pretty lacking in clothes. He's bloody and beaten. He's suffering. It's not a chat. When Jesus saw his mother standing there beside the disciple he loved, John wrote this. John always referred to himself as the disciple he loved, which is kind of a teacher's pet thing, but it also shows if you get the Jesus thing right, you do feel like he's the one, you, you have a special relationship. You have friends like that, I hope. I'm the youngest of six kids. 
until his last day, I would announce that I was my dad's favorite based on how he treated me. I felt like my dad's favorite. He would assure me that was not the case. But I didn't, I didn't need that. I didn't be held down by facts. I felt I was my dad's favorite. That's how John felt. Standing there beside the disciple he loved, me, John said, Jesus said to Mary, dear woman, I don't know how you talk to your mom. I wouldn't recommend that, but then you didn't create the world. Dear woman, here is your son. And he said to his disciple, John, here is your mother. And from then on, this disciple took her into his home. They didn't have the old folks' homes back then. You had to take care of each other. Not the way it's supposed to be. You're not supposed to go to your son's funeral and on his way to the death sentence, have him say, hey, here's my good friend. C.S. Lewis, the very reluctant Christian that died 60 years ago, but he was a reluctant Christian in London. In World War I, he had a good friend, and they made a pact. Hey, if either one of us die, the other one take care of the moms. And sure enough, his friend Patty died, and so his mom and sister moved in with C.S. Lewis for the rest of their lives. It's not the way it's supposed to be. That's why Jesus had to be here, going through all the things that we go through, all the disappointments, all the high expectations. I have set Mother's Day up to be an absolute success this afternoon. And then we'll go home, and the dog will eat the cake, right? The pencil, the apple pencil won't work. The candle will have melted because I didn't take care of it properly. I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen, but you know something. As cocky as I am about Mother's Day, you know it's not going to work out the way I think it is. Most of the Jesus and Mary interactions have a little Bible comedy tinged with them because of how this life works. Age 12, they lose Jesus. Hey, Angel, you got another one? Got a Messiah tracker on that kid? It's easy to lose a 12-year-old. Can I get an amen? Trying to give them some autonomy. They take too much autonomy. The 14-year-old, uh, we strap a, a watch with a tracker on his wrist so we can keep track of him because I like that kid. I don't want to lose that one. Today, we went. Uh, he went for a run, and I went for a bike ride because I'm old, and that was great. I kept track of him. They find Jesus when they lost Jesus. They find him in the temple. He's talking to the people like me. He's impressing them with his wisdom. They don't get that they're talking to the author of the book? No. No, they didn't. And then Mary says, where have you been? You've, you've made my mother, you've made your, uh, Joseph, you made your mother and I really, really upset. And Jesus said, well, where did you think I was going to be? And they said, get in the car. When it was water into wine, Mary comes over to Jesus. She's obviously part of the planning committee of this wedding. And they're out of booze. Well, that's not going to work. Open bar. And so Mary says to Jesus, they're out of wine. And Jesus says, woman, not dear woman, woman, what concern is that of mine? Mary doesn't even respond to that. She turns around and says to the people working the wedding, just do what he says. He'll fix this. I don't know the relationship with your mom, but that kind of sums it up, doesn't it? This is Mother's Day, baby baby dedication on Mother's Day, because we're all in this together. So here's our big finish before Gary reaches for his knees. Last week, 
when Jesus was saying goodbye and then went up to heaven, the angel said, why are you looking up? I mean, you can't live your life like this, right? Why are you looking back? Why are you looking over there? Why are you looking to somebody else? You've got work to do. Jesus was great. We all agree Jesus was great. He'll be back, but now it's time for you to get to work. Then this happened. Then the apostles returned to Jerusalem, back down the hill. When they arrived, they went upstairs to the room where they were staying. They all joined together constantly in prayer along with the women because they were terrified. The same ones that killed Jesus are going to come for them. You go out with some friends making some poor choices in the younger years. Not now. We're all wonderful now. But back in the younger years, one of you gets arrested. Nobody else is resting easy. It's like, well, we were there. We weren't the ringleader, but that's what they were afraid of. We've been with Jesus this whole time. They killed Jesus. What are they going to do to us? They all joined together constantly in prayer, along with the women and Mary, the mother of Jesus. All the women named Mary and a few others. All Peter and John and Andrew and the gang. And mom was there. Mom was there. Along with his brothers. It took, I don't know how your brother relationship went. I have three of them. Various ranges of good. Jesus had to die and come back to life again before he impressed his brothers. That's a standard most of us can't reach. In those days, if you've been here before, if you're new, you don't know this, but if you've been here before, we love to kind of have fun with Peter because he is the most human of the human people in the Bible. Very impulsive, walked on water for a step and a half. He's already walking on water, and then he realizes, oh, I shouldn't be doing this. Then like Wiley Coyote, boom. In those days, Peter stood up among the believers, a group numbering about 120. I mean, look around, right? This and the kids, that's about what we got this morning. They took on the world. Billions of people follow Jesus. But when he left, it was down to this. When we become a parent, we begin to understand the love of God. Because we wonder how we can love anybody more than ourselves. And then you hold the kid, and they wrap their little fingers around your finger. And you're like, yep, whatever you need is what we'll be doing. Want to go for a run in the desert at 6 o'clock in the morning? I'm in. Let's do this. They clung to God as their rescuer, their source of hope. And that's why we celebrate Mother's Day. Not because we pretend we live in a greeting card, but because the concept of mothers and fathers being partners with God to keep life going, because God hasn't given up, that's worth celebrating. Would you pray with me? Heavenly Father, on this day set aside to... Remember, Mom, to honor to the best of our ability. We want to thank you for our moms. We want to thank you for the moms that surrounded us in prayer, even when we didn't know it, because they wanted us in this place on this day. Thank you for grabbing Mom's heart. May we uh, remember fondly all that we can. May we forgive freely what we need to. May we live up to who you have created us to be. If there's anybody here today who doesn't know you, that personal relationship, A is to admit we need the God of the universe in this world. B is to believe that Jesus is the one who makes us worthy of the throne room of God. 
And C is to choose to follow, to choose to spend this day living up to who you created us to be. It's in the name of Jesus that we pray, and everybody said, amen.